Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 71. Well, today, I just love our guest's passion for Jesus, and I'm so excited for you to meet her. Her name is Carrie Ochoa, and what a perfect time this Christmas season to hear how her passion of living for Jesus led her to become involved in a Bible to School program in her community. Today, you'll hear this mom's journey of obedience to the Lord, and you'll be inspired to share your own walk as you faithfully move forward in kingdom work on the patch of ground that God has given you and your family. He's never silent, my friends, and he's always got a mission for you, which involves your good and his glory. But before we dive in further, head over to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on our blog. My friend and coworker, Megan, has such a great read that encourages the three gift tradition. So if you haven't already finalized your gift giving plans just yet, use this as inspiration. And if you have, Bookmark it for next year. In a culture that puts so much focus on materialism, how do we keep our kids focused on the true meaning of Christmas? This blog spells it all out for you. You'll also want to go to our at-home resource tab on our website, which gives you the awesome candy cane story and craft, a really fun activity to do with your kiddos over winter break. So go ahead, grab a coffee, lean in, and enjoy my conversation with Carrie Ochoa now. Well, hi there, Carrie Ochoa. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children, a Bible to School podcast. How are you today? I am so excited to be here with you, Miss Mayor. (laughs) Well, I am so glad to have you for our listeners. Today, I just want you to know, Carrie is a Bible to School volunteer, and I am so excited to have her here with us today, sharing a little bit about her journey. She's also a dear friend of mine, and so I couldn't be more blessed to have her here with us today. So I don't know about you, Carrie, but I'm sitting here shivering in my home with a scarf on, (laughs) recovering from the quick switch attempts from 70 degrees to now 30 degrees. How about it? Oh, man, I am not a cold weather person, but also I love the snow, so it's bittersweet. It feels good. It pries me out of bed to go for a run when it's snowing outside. So that's probably a good thing. (laughs) Oh man, for sure. So so to our listeners again, we're recording mid-November. By the time you hear this, you'll hopefully be all adjusted to hot chocolate and sweaters because it will be December. And not only this, with this colder weather, we're brought that reminder that Christmas is right around the corner. So Carrie, more than anyone, I know you want more than anything for everyone to know what you know about Jesus, including the real reason we celebrate Christmas. So today I'm going to ask you a little about your Jesus and a little bit about your Bible to school journey. So why don't you go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? This coming March, I will have been married to my husband, Jordan, for 10 years. Together, we have a son, Cruz, who will turn nine in January. 
and a daughter, Biotti, who is currently five and a half. And of course, they ask Alexa every morning how many days until Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so the countdown is on. As of today, there are 40 days until Christmas. I'm sure that'll be obviously different when, when the podcast airs will be closer. Uh, the countdown is on. The countdown is on. That is so exciting. Well, as far as what everyone knows, you are a Bible to School volunteer, but Bible to School is nationwide now. So tell us, where are you? I am located in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and our township is Richland. And so I teach for Richland Elementary School. All right. Awesome. So the podcast is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So that's not very far from where Carrie is. Probably about a two hour drive, would you say? From us to Lancaster is yeah. exactly, exactly three hours. Okay. All right. So not too far. With Carrie, her role at Bible to School is actually a teacher. So tell us what grade do you teach and what else do you do with Bible to School? I teach my son's third grade class and I am the large group leader and I also lead the worship this year. Awesome. Awesome. So Bible to School offers classes to second, third, and fourth graders. And third grade, which Carrie teaches, focuses on New Testament teachings. So they learn about Jesus, his life, miracles, and of course, his redemptive work on the cross. So Carrie, how many kids do you get to bless each week? Each week, I am blessed by 41 third graders, including my own son, which is up. Uh, last year, when I taught the second graders, uh, we had 25 kids in our class. So we have an additional 16 children have joined this year. Praise the Lord. That is awesome to see and hear of that growth. Well, what I really want our audience to hear today, Carrie, is how God brought you to serve in Bible to school in the first place. because. It is quite the story. So let's go back to when your oldest son, Cruz, was just starting kindergarten. Would this be 2019? Correct. 2019, Cruz was heading to kindergarten. And for me, this felt really difficult. He had never gone to any kind of preschool or daycare. And so uh, what most non-stay-at-home moms had experienced prior, they had already sent their child somewhere. And so I had a lot of anxiety sending him into the hands of someone else for the first time, um, someone who wasn't my mom or my husband's mom watching him. And so I really started praying harder <laughs> than I, I normally do about this, you know, handing it over to God and trusting him with my child as I was going to be sending him into the unknown kind of. Wow. Yeah. So it sounds like you were a stay-at-home mom. He's going off to kindergarten. Now, are you still a stay-at-home mom or had you started any work elsewhere outside of the home? Uh, so at the time I was not stay-at-home. I currently am, but at the time I was working full-time for a local financial institution as a communication representative. And in 2019 on the weekends, I was doing an RYT 200 yoga teacher certification to teach faith-based yoga. And so I was really busy. <laughs> okay. Sounds like it. All right. So you had your son going off to kindergarten. So public school for the first time, you're crazy busy. How does Bible to school fit in here? Like how did that even come up to your attention? Uh, so the, that same fall when we were preparing 
to send him to kindergarten. He played on an AYSO soccer team. And I met a woman by the name of Jocelyn Rovath, whose daughter, Aaliyah, was also on his soccer team. And we had a couple conversations and she invited me to come to a meeting to see how the program was run. And so I showed up (laughs) and at that meeting, I just, God really took a hold of my heart in that space for the program. I just fell in love. One of the coolest things that happened during that program, as she was speaking, one of the volunteers was there and it just so happened that her young son came along and that young son had just completed the second grade program at another local school. And he said, would you like me to share the Old Testament rhyme with everyone here at this meeting? And so this young boy, uh, eight or nine years old, stood up and he shared, I don't know how many lines it is, 60, 70 lines of Old Testament scripture with us, with hand motions. And I just had Holy Spirit goosebumps the entire time. Like Mm. this small child knew the Old Testament better than I did. He gave perfect summary. I was amazed and I knew immediately that I had to be a part of this program, but I didn't know how or what resources I had available that I could even offer. I certainly wasn't, it wasn't time. I tried to look to see if I could do something on a lunch break, but that didn't fit. Nothing just seemed to work out. And so the resources that I had was I could pray over the program and I could give financially. So that's what I did. That is amazing. So, wow. So what I hear you saying is you were truly moved with compassion and fire for this program. You knew it was special. It it changed something in your heart, but you had absolutely no possible time to give to it as a body, right? As a volunteer physically there. But I just love that your heart, I love that your heart said, I'm going to do something. And so you became a donor. So, so our listeners can hear actually the succession of events. So Carrie actually started to give to the program and givers are just as important as volunteers in this program. And as you heard that, that old Testament rhyme that that little boy shared at that meeting, actually every single second grader in our program learns that. And what they do is, so the first lesson we teach them about creation and God also tells the story of Jesus. And we walk through each Old Testament story to the very last class we have. And that rhyme actually walks them through each story they learn. So they are actually reciting the Bible as they learned it in Bible to school in creative form. And it is amazing. It does give you Holy Spirit goosebumps when you see small children knowing God's word and the story of Jesus even better than us. So praise the Lord for this amazing program. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Do we live close to where Jesus grew up? For those of us living in the United States, the answer is no, we don't live close to where Jesus grew up. Although there is a town called Nazareth in Pennsylvania, there's one in Kentucky, and there's even a Nazareth in the state of Texas. But Jesus grew up in the town called Nazareth, located in the present-day country of Israel. We love that our children are hungry to know all about Jesus, right down to learning where he grew up and imagining what his childhood would have been like there. All right. So Carrie, you became a donor. And at this time in your life, I guess 
we're past COVID now. Is that right? Like you're working, your kids are doing school from home. Paint that picture for me a little bit. What does your life look like now? So as everyone's fully aware, we entered into 2020 and uh, kindergarten cut short (laughs) uh, by COVID that year in March. And so there was a lot of learning from home. So in early 2021, Cruz would have been in first grade, but you know, COVID, he was really home and I was his teacher and we had extra workload at our jobs. And I was really just going at a pace that was too much for me for too long of a period of time. And it just so happened. (laughs) I love the word coincidentally, because for anyone who follows God, we know that his hands are in it. And so when I say it just so happened, I always laugh because I, I know when, even if I don't see it until later, uh, it was him. And so I was reading Exodus in my Bible. That was just what I was studying at the time. And coincidentally, that had been exactly what I was studying in 2019 when Cruz was starting uh, as a kindergarten and I was praying over the Bible to school program. And I know this because I diligently take track of things in my journals. And so I am reading the Exodus and God started to tell me I was going to leave my job. And this made no sense, like absolutely no sense. He just, he speaks to us in these details and they're so personal that there's no way to know that he's not directly speaking to us. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept asking him for confirmation because it seemed absurd and he would respond in his goodness with absurd confirmations. I mean, some of them, I was just like, really? And so the final, like, he made me laugh. I went to church one Sunday and I was really wrestling with this idea of quitting my job. And our pastor at the time stood up to give the sermon and he announced that he was going to step down And his family would be moving away, but that he didn't know why God was asking him to step down and he didn't know where he was going, but he just knew that this had come to an end and that God was asking him to leave this position. And I felt like he was standing at the podium reading my journal to the entire congregation. And I thought, why, why are these people here when he's just speaking directly to me? (laughs) And it was, why did they come? Did they want to hear this? And doesn't he know this is a personal situation between me and God? And why is he sharing it with everyone? Oh man. (laughs) So is that when you heard the Isaiah 43 scripture? Yeah. So I have this thing with Google. which is kind of entertaining. I will uh, Google certain things. And so I just like to see what it says. I mean, you can't trust the internet, but sometimes the internet can definitely, I mean, anything can be used by the Holy Spirit. And so I type into Google, I think God wants me to quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) And so first thing that pops up when I Google this is a river rock. And it has written on it, the scripture, Isaiah 43, 19. So it has a sharpie on it, Isaiah 43, 19, which is, I will make a way through the desert. I will make a way through the wilderness. I will bring streams to the desert. 
Mm. And so it was really the confirmation against every argument that I was about to have with God Mm. about leaving my job. Like I couldn't say, but what about the bills? He'd be like, I'll make a way. And then I was like, but what about my whole salary disappearing? And he was like, I will make a way. (laughs) So I, I sharpied that on a rock. I actually sharpied it on two rocks and I gave one to our pastor when I shared with him how absurd his sermon was for me. Um, Oh, that's a great, oh my goodness. So it's like, God was saying, Carrie, do you trust me? Right. He asked me if I trusted him. And I know that we tend as Christians to say that we trust God. I mean, we do. But here in this moment, it was not a just what I'm going to say with my mouth. It was, do I really back that up with my faith? Do I have the faith to do the thing that I say I believe in? And so he was asking me to step out on the water. And do I? And so I just Hmm. surrendered that to him and took that step out onto the water Hmm. and had to trust him with faith. Amen. Carrie, that's amazing. So tell me, you have a husband. (laughs) When you you brought this news of, hey, I'm going to trust the Lord. I am going to jump off that cliff. I am believing he has good things for me. Hey, hubby, I'm going to quit my job. What do you think? What was his response? So preemptively to me making the decision, I I come home from church that day and I sit down with my husband and I look at him and I just let put it out there. I said, I think that God is asking me to quit my job, but it, it just, this sounds so crazy. And my husband looked at me and he said, well, you seemed like you needed a change and maybe this is a good timing, which all the things that he had to say were positive and reassuring. And I don't know if him and God had some prior conversation that I was unaware of, but he was totally on board and pushing me out of the boat. And he Mm. actually gave me this, like, it was another absurd moment where my every word that my husband was saying to me was like a reference to what I was reading in Exodus. He said things, it was like modern day Jordan Ochoa language to say there were taskmasters and I needed an exodus. And (laughs) I mean, I was just sitting there listening to my husband. I was actually not enjoying this conversation because I was getting angry at the Mm -hmm. fact that my husband was on board (laughs) and God had this plan, but it wasn't my plan. And I didn't really want to go along because I didn't see how it was going to work out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and every, everyone was telling me to do it and I, I wasn't having it. And so I really had to wrestle with my very logical husband making this very illogical decision mm. and my good God on repeat asking me, do you trust me? Do you trust mm. me? Do you trust mm. me? And in every decision where I go, this doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. I don't know how it's going to work out, but you said you'll make a way. And so I'm going to trust you. And then Mm. I would take these little steps and I would just try to keep my eyes on him and not on all the things 
I knew to be true in my own mind and in my own ways. Praise the Lord. Carrie, thank you for your transparency. Thank you for letting our listeners in to hear that you were a little bit angry. (laughs) You know, it's so encouraging to know that we are not alone in this struggle of this daily walk of actually walking out this faith. You know, this morning, um, as I was getting ready to talk with you today, I found a bookmark out of this book I was reading and it says a little step, maybe the beginning of a great journey. We walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians five, seven. And you just said, I think you said something about a step and it, it triggered my memory. It, 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 this is so true. Here we are in this journey. There's probably so much more you could say, but in respect of time, we're going to keep moving. You left your job, right? Was it worth it? Tell me, what was that little step? What did that do for you? Absolutely. So I think in all the ways that I've ever trusted God and taken the step with him in faith, there is always this two-year-old throwing a tantrum inside me of my flesh. (laughs) (laughs) And so even at my best, I still carry that with me into my decision-making, but I'm just so grateful for the times that the spirit overrides and that I do the things that he wants to do against my own logic. Absolutely. 100%. There is no question. His plans are always more than worth it. I mean, he designed us. He created me. And if I believe that he crafted me, I know that He's intricately designed me for a calling that he has specific for me. And I can't pretend that I know better how to live it out. I just have to keep listening and trusting and moving in the ways that he invites me to join in his work. And so I'm just going to keep doing that. (laughs) Amen, Carrie. You know, you just totally framed that perfectly to mention here in third grade Bible to school, which you teach now, they actually do a Christmas book. They read the legend of the three trees. And it's exactly what you just said. It is God created these three trees with a plan and a purpose, but those three trees don't know what that purpose is, but they have their dreams. They have their goals and their aspirations. And each tree had a different one. And the story, I'm not going to give it all away. We'll link it in the show notes, but the story goes on to say what happened to each one of those three trees, right? And none of them had happened to them what they had wanted to or how they had envisioned the step by step, did they? Absolutely not. And that opens us up to go back to what happened. So I I quit my job. And as I am making those arrangements to leave my job, I a very important task that I had to do was I had to shut down all of the outgoing deductions from my checking account. And so as I'm going through and delegating what my husband is going to continue to pay and what I'm going to do, there was that Bible to school Laurel Highlands donation. And it broke my heart to go in and stop that. And so I sat down with my husband and I said, this is really like feeling heavy for me to not be giving this money to this program that I know is doing so much good. And he said, Carrie, didn't you originally want to volunteer, but you couldn't because you didn't have time. And that's why you were giving anyways. (laughs) And it hit me. I realized what God had done. And I realized 
what he was doing. And I had no idea in 2019 when my son was entering into kindergarten and I was praying with that friend over the Bible to school program to start at his school. There was no way possible for me to know that what God was doing was allowing me to pray over myself. I said so many prayers that my son would be surrounded by classmates who knew Jesus and the way that they were going to learn as they entered into second grade and they joined the Bible to school program was that I was going to be the volunteer to stand in the front of the class and teach them their large group lessons so that they could know my best friend, Jesus. And that's really where my heart was in all of those prayers was for them to know him. And had I not trusted God and left my job, I wouldn't be the one standing in front of their class, fulfilling that prayer firsthand. And so when I (laughs) recognized (laughs) what God had done, there was nothing left to do but worship, (laughs) just Uh. in all of him. He is so good. (laughs) Amen. He does exceedingly abundantly more, doesn't he? Oh my goodness, Carrie, that is such an amazing story. I just love how God totally wove. He is the God of details. He worked all things together for good. And in a way you would never would have expected. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I would love to go into more detail about the legend of the three trees, but we just don't have time. So I encourage you as listeners to go check out that book. It's also on YouTube. But the beauty of the end of that story, just like Carrie's, is each one of those trees was used in a mighty, amazing way for Jesus. They wouldn't have been able to figure it out themselves if they tried, but it was better than their original dreams for themselves. So Carrie, today, as we leave, you're a worship leader with Bible to School. Tell us one of your favorite songs, and then would you close us in prayer, please? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to pick a favorite because I love them all. The best part about being a worship leader for Bible to School this year has been you get to stand in the front of the class and you get to watch the children worship God. Mm. Like I have the best seat in the house. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I got to teach them this year KB Church Clap, which is my favorite Christian rapper. And his song is just really fun. It's a very simple line dance. So all of you Bible to School worship leaders out there, we can link you to that. Yeah. <laughs> and my other favorite is What a Mighty God We Serve. I just love singing that one to my mighty God because I know how firsthand how mighty he is. And I just love that we're worshiping him and the angels are worshiping him and giving him the glory that he deserves. Amen. Amen, Carrie. Thank you so much. And as we enter this Christmas season, we can sing that song and picture the angel armies, right? The host of angels that came and spoke to the shepherds and saying, that's what's happening, I believe, as we worship with these kids. The hosts of angels are singing with us. So would you close us in prayer, please? Absolutely. God, thank you so much for this time together with my beautiful friend, Meredith. Thank you for the words that you've allowed to flow freely. Please let them be a blessing to the ears that hear them. Holy Spirit, move. Help us to make choices today that honor your plans for our lives. And as we place everything into your hands, bless us with the joy of seeing your hands in everything. Jesus, you are our treasure, both at Christmas and all year long. Help us to see all the ways that you satisfy us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Do you ever feel like Jesus is asking you to step out onto the water? Do you trust that his ways are actually better than your own? I hope you're leaving here as encouraged as I am by Carrie's awesome story. What little step of faith can you take to start moving in the ways God invites you to join him in his work? Well, friends, in honor of our Savior's birth, the You Can Tell the Children podcast is taking a two-week break from new content to allow you to catch up on past episodes you may have missed and spend that extra time with your loved ones. This also presents the perfect time to go on our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And grab the show notes from today. You can view a short video on the legend of the three trees we talked about or buy the book on Amazon. From there, you can navigate to our blog and at-home resource page, which both give you some really fun ideas to put into play over Christmas. Another great resource can also be found on our website. Just click on the Bring Bible to School to Your Community tab, and we'll send you our lesson about Peter walking on the water. You can learn interactively together with the kids in your circle of influence and answer the question together, how do you keep your focus on God? You'll enjoy a fun science experiment and conversation centered on trusting in the Lord. If you're looking for a great organization in which to give this holiday season, look no further. Your gift will help us equip communities to activate a Bible to school program for children attending public schools so they have this amazing opportunity to hear biblical truth during their day. Your help is so appreciated. Go to the donate tab on our website to make an eternal impact. I'll see you back here on January 3rd, 2023, as Lee and Corey reminisce the best of 2022 and look forward to what's to come in this new year, sharing more ways in which we can all tell the children about the great love of Jesus.